What is going on, all you face-off fanatics? And welcome back to the Face-Off Zone podcast, a podcast dedicated solely to the face-off position. I'm your host, John Bodner, and on this episode, I am extremely lucky to have Jerry Raganese from the Face-Off Academy join me to chat face-offs at the midway point of this 2022 NCAA lacrosse season. We're going to talk about some new guys who have surprised us. Then we're going to get into the mid-season All-American list that Inside Lacrosse just put out. We'll also dive deep into the Ivy League and what we've seen so far this season from those guys. I'll also get Jerry's thoughts on what he's watching this weekend. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely stay tuned. If you haven't already, please give the Face Off Zone YouTube channel a watch or a subscribe. I've uploaded a ton of games so far from this season that you can go watch. Been a lot of fun face-off battles, so I highly recommend you check out the channel and also give Face-Off Zone a follow on Instagram. So without further ado, let's get this thing back going again and let's dive deep into the zone. All right, so here we go. We're back at it. Uh, Before Jerry hops on, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit. I apologize for not putting out an episode in about a month. It it seemed like every time I tried starting an episode, there was another game coming on that I wanted to either watch or break down. So regardless, we're back. Uh, Excited to have Jerry on. We're going to we'll certainly talk about these Ivy League guys who have been who have been a lot of fun to watch. But, you know, listen, I you look at the the D1 percentage list. And a lot of those heavy hitters are still up there. You got Zach Cole from St. Joe's, who's just off to an incredible start this season at 75%. He's just, you know, lighting the world on fire. Mike Sisselberger at Lehigh. He's still, he's still high up there. Not as high right now as he was last year, but I mean, listen, he's still very tough to beat. He's still, um, He's still at the top of the list. You got to talk about Luke Weirman right now at Maryland and what he's doing. Uh, he's just had an unbelievable start to the season so far. Big reason why the Terps are that offense is clicking the way they are is because Weirman is just getting them the ball, and he's also putting up some points himself. I mean, he's scoring. It seems like every 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 week off of off the faceoff, he's got I think six or seven goals so far this season. So he's been a lot of fun to watch, and then. James Riley at Georgetown, Alex Dathakis at Denver. They're still, you know, still high up there. Um, you know, so we'll dive a little bit deeper into, you know, into that face-off percentage list. Jake Fopp at Syracuse having a good year. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'll get into that a little bit in, in a little bit with Jerry here. So um, I, I think if I had to kind of rank some of my favorite highlights that I've put up so far this season. I, I made a little list here. I mean, definitely the Maryland versus Virginia game, if you haven't watched that one yet, you know, what what Weirman did against LaSala and, and Virginia's faceoff unit, I don't I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. And it was quite a performance. So if you haven't watched that one, definitely go give that one a watch. Uh the Rutgers Ohio State game was also a great battle. I would definitely recommend going to watch that one. Uh, Yale-Princeton, another great one. Uh, This actually might have been my favorite, the Georgetown-Lehigh game. Uh, You had two guys from the Philadelphia area, James Riley from Georgetown and Mike Sisselberger from Lehigh. They were both in the class of 2018, and they know each other very well through the years. So to, to see them square off 
every face off in that game was a lot of fun and it was quite a battle. So definitely go watch the Georgetown Lehigh game, the face off highlights. And then also uh, the Georgetown Denver game that I just put up this past from this past weekend was a war as well between James Riley and, and Alex Dathakis at Denver. So I, listen, there's been a ton of ton of great battles, ton of great games. So definitely go go give it a go give it a go give it a watch. Go check out some of these awesome highlights. And coming up next here, we're going to have Jerry Raganese from the Face Off Academy join us and we're going to talk all things face off so you're not going to want to miss it all right so i'm extremely fired up for today's guest here he's a face off and food enthusiast he's a uh, 10 or 11 year mll veteran former all-american face off guy at the current defending d3 national champion rit tigers He's the co-founder of the Face-Off Academy, where he coaches high school players all over the country. And he's probably one of the only sickos I know out there who might be watching more college face-offs than me right now. And that's Jerry Raganese. Jerry, how are you, man? I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, tremendous. Happy to be here. Been, uh, you know, we've been trying to get this together for a couple yeah, of weeks, so I'm yeah. pumped to finally uh, yeah, to get on. It's finally happened, so I'm extremely fired up. Um, we got, we, I mean, we could talk forever here about, about all different types of things, but let's, let's kind of talk about, I mean, we've, we got a month, we got a month or two into the season here. A couple guys have kind of, you know, risen from the ashes. Let's, let's start with some of the surprise names out there. Who, who out there in division one has kind of surprised you so far this season up to today? I think probably at the top of my list uh, is Connor Calderon. Um, you know, he was a guy who, um, didn't play last year, came into BU and now he's setting the world on fire, uh, breaking school records, playing with uh, a confidence, uh, that, you know, granted he, you know, he lost the year, but he's a technically a true freshman, um, playing with the confidence you rarely see out of a young man, um, like that. And it's been awesome to see. I mean, I've, we've known Connor since God, it feels like, you know, grade school, um, and just. Yeah, little guy, yeah, just a young pup and then came up and, you know, he's always been a pit bull and like to see him just on game day, just going out there and, and playing with the confidence and swagger that he has has been fun uh, for me to see. But, um, you know, he's really making a name for himself and that's a name we'll be we'll be hearing a lot of in the future. Fourth in the country right now in faceoff percentage. I, what really got my attention was when he went 50 50 with uh, Jacob Alexander at Bryan. He had that opening mm -hmm. faceoff goal. Um, you know, just going down the list here, he was, I mean, he's just been on fire right now against the Patriot league guys. I mean, and, and that's a strong Patriot league. I mean, that's not a, that's not a pushover league. No, I mean, he's, he, you know, I mean, that game against Lafayette, he was 32 of 35, 19 of 26 last weekend against Navy. I mean, he's, you know, his only kind of, you know, kind of downfall game was that was that game against Harvard that Wednesday night game but other than that I mean he's just been you're right I mean he's been on fire so and the Harvard unit you know is 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 much improved I mean it's kind of a coin flip how you know how hot they're going to be but when they're yeah. hot they're hot I mean that's yeah. you just got you got to give credit where it's oh, due well, certainly, yeah we're um, going to talk about them in a little bit with yep. the Ivy League guys but um who else who else has kind of uh, surprised you this year and is you know playing pretty well um, the kid over out of, um, out of, out of, uh, Garber's Gorillas has done, has been doing a great job. Uh, Caleb Hammett, 
um, has some of the most, has some of the cleanest exits I've seen in a long time. Um, he's got that Canadian style too, the way he's like thrown behind. Yeah. He's thrown behind the backs, the right areas. Yeah. He it's, it's, it's very loose. It's very fluid. Uh, it's fun to watch. Um, and you know, he's just a, he's a scrappy kid. It's not like, it's not like he's just thrown behind the backs and then like, you know, not taking checks or shying away from things. He's running through ground balls. He's getting hit. I mean, I I've said it before. He's one of those fitness freaks and like, he's just a very strong kid. Um, I was very impressed with his game against Vermont against Tommy Burke. He was 14 Mm -hmm. to 24. He played well. I don't He played well against Delaware this past weekend. I mean, had a huge day versus Delaware, an 83% day, 15 GBs, uh, 20 out of 24 attempts. I mean, that's, uh, I don't care who you're going against. That's a solid day. Um, and Logan Premtage is no slouch over at Delaware. Um, I'm going to get my hands on that film as soon as you upload it. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing how that, uh, how that kind of unfolded, but yeah, he's been, he's been very dynamic. I think that's the best word for him right now. Yeah. He's been a little up and down, but lately he's been up. I mean, he's, uh, mm-hmm. had a couple slips against LIU and, and, and your boy over at Yale, but, um, you know, listen, he's been a nice surprise because, you know, last year it was all about Zach, Zach Hockman, but. I think he started out the season maybe a little injured or something, but I mean, you know, Caleb Hammett got his shot and he's totally, he's ran with it. I mean, he's really taken advantage of it. So. Yeah. I think, I think, I think this year we've seen guys, you know, last year was basically the, the, the great clamp off is just who could clamp from a standing position the best. Um, and now we're kind of seeing guys kind of settle into the, the multiple different looks, whether they're going bottom rail, top rail, or just going straight counters, like, you know, um, like the Hobart kid. Um, but, you know, it, now we're seeing basically who can adjust the best midseason. Um, and that's where I think Caleb's doing a nice job. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, it'll be fun to watch him now, you know, through his, uh, you know, the conference grind and see how he how it all shakes out. But um, I'll throw one more player out at you here before we move on. Um, I know, you know, uh, Coach Kelly over there at, at Stony Brook pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Renz Conlon. Uh, Renz Conlon, I, you know, I've had a couple posts about him on my uh, social media. You know, I follow him on Instagram. He seems like a, he, he's just like one of those guys I could totally see myself hanging out with. Very cool guy. Didn't know he was teammates. He graduated the same year with PD LaSala up there on the island at Rocky Point. Mm-hmm. But um, Renz Conlon, have you been able to watch Stony Brook at all this season? Yeah, I mean, the kid's a brick shit house. Yeah. I mean, he he's like he he's very much like PD in the sense that once he's moving forward, you do not want to be in his way. I mean, he may not be the the the, the tallest guy out there, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of meat underneath that jersey. A lot of meat. Um, lot of meat and, and he throws it around, and he's not scared to. Um, he's a clamp heavy guy, which is uh, it, it plays to his body type, but he's just been literally bulldozing people um out on long island and he's he's been he's a name that for sure has been coming up in the ranks lately he's right off he's right he's at 11th right now in the the country in in face-off percentage i'll read off a couple of his stats real quick he was 24 of 34 against Rutgers, impressive against degenio 11 of 22 against syracuse and and fop over there uh 16 of 21 he beat up brown so i mean you know a couple ups and downs he kind of got beat up by albany last week but um He's a guy whose stock is very high right now, and they're doing, you know, Kelly over there, the faceoff coach at Sunnybrook, is doing an excellent job with him, really getting, really getting a lot out of him. And like you said, he's a brick shit house. I mean, he was a three sport mm-hmm. athlete at Rocky Point. I feel like 
he was kind of one of those guys who they just grabbed off the, the wrestling matter football feels like, Hey, why don't you come like try lacrosse, you know? And yeah. Uh, and he's, he's a hometown hero. I mean, he's, he's yeah. from Long Island. He's, you know, he's got, he's got TK in his backyard. I mean, I, I don't care where you're playing. If you have a, a guy who understands face-offs uh, on campus every day, you're going to do better than anybody else. It's just, it's the same reason why you have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator on every team in the country. Cause you know, you need it now. We're seeing the teams that have a face-off guy, face-off, professional face-off guy as a coach, uh, much like Chris Mattis back in when Maryland won, you're just right. able to make adjustments faster than, you know, having to sit down, look at film, and, you know, it, that by then it's too late. You have somebody on field, they're at a game plan, and it's invaluable, and it's certainly showing up showing up in the uh, in the staff books here. Definitely. Yeah, no, Conlon's going to be a fun one to watch. They play Dartmouth tomorrow on a Tuesday night, uh, and that Mitch Myers at Dartmouth, who we'll talk about, I believe. Mm-hmm press with so that uh stony brook that'll be um certainly a team to keep our eyes on but um i know you're we're limited on time here jerry so let's move on let's i let's talk about the mid-season all-american list real quick you know i know we don't want to look too much too too much into that stuff but you know we are at the midway point of the uh of the lacrosse season here already it's hard to believe but um Let's, you know, so let, let's talk about this list here. You know, inside lacrosse had first team, Zach Cole at St. Joe's. We can understand that. He's at 75% on the season right now. It's, it's you know, ridiculous. Second team was Luke Weirman, Maryland. Uh, another, he's having an incredible season so far. And then we have Mike Sisselberger at Lehigh. Um, you know, both Weirman and Mike Sis right as of right now are both at 66% on the season. Then we had a couple honorable mentions here who we'll talk about. James Riley at Georgetown, Justin Anasio at Ohio State, Tommy Burke at Vermont, and then Connor Calderon at, at Boston U. So uh, what were your initial thoughts, Jared, when you saw those, uh, when you saw this list? Um, no, I normally don't put too much stock into this. You know, I, I even tell the guys who we work with, hey, it's great to be on there. But like they're basically just looking at the highest percentage You're going one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got it. And then like the other guys who are the next three or four, there's, there you go. As long as you're not like playing, you know. Let's talk about those three or four guys. Like who's, who's a guy yeah. you could have totally seen on that list from what you've, you know, from what you've watched so far this year. As far as the honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think, I think it's a pretty fair list. Um, you know, Connor Calderon would have been the guy who would have been like, Oh, that's the guy who's going to sneak in because he's, but they're going to leave him off because he's young. Um, but they put him on there. Um, you know, I think we could have saw um, uh, like a Nick Ramsey on there uh, if he didn't drop a few games early on. Um, uh, Jake Fopp obviously should be on there. He's a two-time All-American, one or two. I can't remember uh, if he was honorable mention or um, or third team uh, two years ago. But, you know, honorable mention. Yeah, so, I mean, I could definitely see Jake on there. Um, but, again, like – the list is pretty solid. Um, yeah, I'm you know, it's like you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, somebody got snubbed. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, you could, you could substitute, you know, Burke or Anasio maybe for the FOP or, um, you know, I listen, even Thomas Colucci at Colgate. You know, we'll yep. see how he. Yep. Hopefully, he. Um, heals up and you know if he can hold his own now in the patriot league and really do some damage he's a name that we could sort of certainly see on here you can never count out alex defakis at denver you know he's had a yep. very strong game so far this season obviously jake fop at syracuse he's been the only guy who has gone over 50 on 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 uh 
Weirman at Maryland, you know, he's off to a hot start in the ACC right now, beat up Notre Dame and, um, and uh, he was, and Duke as well. So, um, and then, you know, Petey LaSalle is not on this list. He, I, I mean, how can you never count out that guy as well? I mean, he's, you know, did you watch the Notre Dame game at all? Yeah, I mean, again, Petey was streaky as, as Petey tends to be. Um, it's this very rare where he trips up and has to kind of reevaluate himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, normally that ha- those games only happen after midseason. So he's always yeah. very much up there. But I think he ran into one or two of those early in the season, which dropped him off the list a little bit. But that's a guy who, you know, he's honey badger. He don't care what list right. he's on, what list you're dra- drawing up. You know, he's he's going for for number three. And again, good luck stopping them in the playoffs. That's a yeah, that Virginia no unit is out of control. Yeah. I mean, Justin Coppola, Villanova's having a very good year. I mean, again, he's, he's doing having, tremendous. He's going to have a big test now against the Riley at Georgetown and, and Stathakis at Denver. And Hey, if he, if he does well, I mean, he'll, he'll be on this. If he goes over 50 against those guys, he'll be on this list. There's no question. Oh, for him. sure. And I, and I think he's a very, I, I look at him very much like a, a Riley 2.0 where, where Riley's just going to throw the kitchen sink at you and he has no affinity for any move. Um, the Villanova unit, that's exactly how they play, which I love. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how it all shakes out here. I, you know, Tommy Burke and Justin Anasio. Anasio has been a little up and down lately. I mean, a little, you know, a little, little down lately, but I, now once big 10 starts up, I feel like he's, you know, that's when he really turns it on. So I can't wait for that Ohio State Maryland game uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that Ohio State Maryland is going to be a great game. Again, you know, it, that's what's been very interesting about um, the SNG. It's not, uh, it, it's not, hey, this is the best clamper in the country, and you just know he's going to outclamp every single guy. You can game plan for what this guy's preference is, and then just show him the opposite all day, every day. And if that guy's a little bit off his game you know, you're going to, you're going to put him in a hole. And that's why we kind of see these guys. I mean, Justin was on the Twarton list. I mean, I don't know if he still is, but he's on the Twarton list and then went 0 for 5 versus DeHenio, who people are like, oh, well, you know, John DeHenio hasn't been that great. John DeHenio is a, a monster. He's, he's an animal. He's one of the scrappiest guys out there. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So we'll leave it at that. I, I think, um, I, I think a couple things might be, might change on the, on these, you know, these fancy lists, but, um, you know, you got to play the game. So we'll, mm-hmm. and we'll be watching. I'm sure you and I, you know, we're both, we're both sick like that. So we'll be watching all these. Games. <laughs> so, um, but now that I got you here, I definitely, I, I know you work with a lot of these, um, Ivy league guys, a couple of them are from North Jersey. So I'd love to, you know, I, I think my last podcast episode, I, I really didn't, you know, I was kind of just, guessing going off of what I've seen from back in the day when all these kids were like knee down and now they're, you know, now we've, we've seen them now for a month or two and, and we've really been able to watch them. And um, it's been a lot of fun so far in the Ivy league. I mean, the Ivy league in general, those teams are all just so good. Um, so, you know, watching these face-off guys, uh, you know, for them has just been, it, it's almost like my favorite conference right now. So um, let's, let's start with Princeton. Okay. Uh, Tyler Sandoval, a name, you know, works for the Faceoff Academy now. He's, you know, you've known him for years. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Tyler so far this, this season? You know, I think the only guy holding Tyler back right now is Tyler. Um, you know, there's, he's, you know, technically a true freshman, right? Yeah. Because yeah, they, they lost that, yeah, that he first year when he was on a knee. Yeah. 
And he yeah, was so also he's technically star too that year in 2020. Yeah, so he was tremendous. Um, but I think, you know, just Tyler just playing to his strength, which is being an athlete, is something he still needs to kind of settle in on. And again, it's not that he doesn't want to do it. It's just that he's getting comfortable with it. Um, one of the fastest kids in the country, um, but tends to fall back to that, you know, I want 100% of the ball before I exit. Uh, he could get away with having 40% of the ball and just popping it out to the side and outrunning his opponent. Um, and, you know, he had his first goal this weekend, which was awesome. You know, that's, a, oh, yeah. that's always, that's always a big, um, you know, a big milestone to get over. Um, but I think once Tyler just kind of settles in, matures a little bit more, um, he's, he's already a handful. Um, but I think he'll really start to, 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 to beat the brakes off people. Yeah. Um, you know, once he matures a little bit more. I, you know, it was a shame he didn't get to a chance to play in that Maryland game. You know, he was out for that mm -hmm. one, but, um, yeah. you know, he started out the season, I mean, against some seasoned, seasoned veterans in, uh, you know, the Binghamton kid that DeSouza is no joke. He, you know, yep. 14 to 20 against him. Matt Sutar at Monmouth. I mean, he 16 to 27. I mean, you know, it did really well against him. And then he rolled in the Rutgers, 19 of 31 against Degenio, who we talked about, is, is like a little pit bull out there. I mean, that's not an easy. And, his, and, and John Stock's only rising. I have a ton of, I, I give John a ton of credit uh, after last year. You know, basically they left him for all but dead and he came in and had, and he's been doing excellent uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, really his only, Sandoval's only like really kind of hiccup game was against um, James Riley at Georgetown. He was six and 19. He kind of got humbled a little bit that day, but mm -hmm. You know, like we've talked about, Riley's one of the best out there right now. So, I mean, that was a total – I mean, I'm sure the experience he got from that game, um, you know, was was monumental, you know. Yeah, and again, like like James Riley is an enigma. I mean, whatever you're game planning for, he's going to just switch it up on you. And he's – like I said, he is uh, he's a good measuring stick for how good of a faceoff guy – uh, you have on your team because once James gets a hold of you, he exposes your weakness and then hi bear um, exposes your weakness. And then every other team can either use that information or, or not. Um, but I mean, you know, James humbled TD at Denver. I mean, he just didn't even attempt to go for a single clamp where everybody else was clamping last year. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a credit to James and not to go off on a tangent there. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, he was, um, a little under 50 against Penn, you know, these past three weeks, he, he's played um, Ivy league guys here. So a little, mm -hmm. a little, little under 17 to 36 against Penn. Then he did well against Yale, 18 of 28 and then 13 of 28 against Brown. So, you know, he's kind of right now he's, he's sitting pretty high, you know, in the Ivy league, uh, I guess, face off percentage. I mean, you know, he's got Dartmouth, Harvard, Cornell, his last three games of the season this weekend, he's got Marist, uh, he's got Marist and then BU. I know he's boys with Calderon over at BU. So that'll be a fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the, that was the, uh, those were the, the mighty mice we used to call them. They were both yeah. like, you know, four foot two and killing each other. Right. Calderon. And yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be a fun game. Um, yeah, that'll be one I'll, I'll definitely be, be tuning in for, but um, yeah. yeah, again, and I think, I think the IVs are like, they're just holding each other down right now. Um, granted, you know, Princeton beat Brown, but, or, or Princeton, put a crushing on Brown, but as far as like the face-off units, I think yeah. they're all very, they're all very talented. So there's nobody going like 80, 90% against one oh, another. Yeah. No. So everybody's no. like, Oh, you know, these guys are just middle of the pack, but like in the games where they're breaking out of the conference, they're kind of putting a smacking on people on teams. Well, I'll, 
Yeah, they are. And, but I'll tell you what, and we'll get into them right now. How about Yale? We'll talk about your boy, Nick Ramsey, uh, the pride of Morristown, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, 88, he's 55% on the season so far. I know you have, you've had nothing but, um, you know, positive things to say about Ramsey all this whole preseason, you know, before the season started. And, and, and it seems like your predictions are becoming true. I mean, you, you know, nobody in the Ivy League has really gone like 80, 90%. But one of the most dominating games I've seen so far this season was when Ramsey played Cornell. Uh, that 21 of 28 game. I mean, Ramsey looked like he, I think I, I was, I either texted you or tweeted something at you. Like I, you know, he, he looked like he was possessed in that game. Um, walk us through. I mean, t- tell us about Nick Ramsey. What are your, you know, I know you know him pretty well, so I'd, I'd love to get mm-hmm. your thoughts on him. Well, the first thing Nick will tell you is that he's an unapologetically heavy clamper. He has no interest in anything Thanks else, so although he can good. do it. Big, he is all quads. I mean, he's 210 pounds. You'd never know it by looking at him. It's cut from steel. But, um, you know, he's just all legs. And he does this uh, – I've coined it as, uh, as goofy stance from, uh, from skateboarding or snowboarding where his right foot is up by his right hand and his left foot is back, basically yeah. saying, I'm going to drive down the line into this ball and good luck if you can beat me to it. Um, right. And if you, beat me, if you meet me to it, I'm just going to push you off of it. Um, so that's an interesting kind of um, – uh, technique he's using um, but basically if you are not well versed enough uh, with bottom rail technique he's just going to pound you into the ground and the Cornell unit is all clampers coach come here buddy uh, the Cornell unit is all clampers actually um, uh, uh, Cornell starter uh, why is why am I missing his name uh, right now up uh, track Angelo yes um, another very strong kid but just not as big as Nick um, the kids' forearms are like you know the size of my quads, yeah. but um, the his technique is is very similar. He's got that staggered stance and he's also going for clamps. And it just basically was bigger fish eating the smaller fish in the, in yeah. that game. Um, and Cornell didn't really have an answer for it because they haven't needed because Angelo has had such a great uh, start to the season that they just yeah. went with a hot hand and they just didn't really have a an answer for Nick and Nick isn't a guy you can really counter all that well because he's so heavy that it's very hard to drag him off that ball once his helmet's over the the top of his clamp um he just a dominating performance I mean I was it was it was unbelievable and then you know I I was I was like whoa you know this and then you know and then he kind of goes a little bit under he was eight to 22 the following week against Princeton and it's like what what am I missing here because you know Sandoval um is a you know got a very heavy clamp as well very super fast but um but that's the ivy league for you you know i mean it's just like it, and then and then he goes 14 of 25 against against penn so i just feel like in the ivy league if you don't bring your butt you know it's, it's every you know it, 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 and there's a mix of styles too i mean yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna try and out clamp nick ramsey i think he's best in class uh, Tyler only wants, uh, depending on the day, will go into that true plunger situation where he's only grabbing a piece of the ball and pulling it away. And that's how he was able to uh, get the better of Ramsey. He was just pulling where Nick was pushing and yeah. it, it was kind of playing into his moveset. Um, but, you know, on any, and then you have a, a guy like um, Jamie Zusai at 10, who has one of the best rakes I've ever seen playing against the best clamp that I've ever seen. Uh, this weekend and they yeah. you know it was it was a yeah, bit of a split I, I know the way the wings bailed out um bailed out nick a few times on some of those uh, skipped out balls that um jamie had but 
that was a great game. It's just, I think it's, they're all just such monsters. It's really whose style matches up with who on any given day and also who makes those adjustments. Yeah, I haven't watched the Penn uh, Yale game yet, but I'll, I'll be putting that one up, I'm sure, soon. But um, yeah, it, I mean, he's he, he, he's having a heck of a season so far. I mean, kind of a little hiccup against Tathakis at Denver. He was 10 of 25 when when they went out to Denver, but did well against Penn State, you know, a little under 50 that first game against Villanova, but that was, you know, first game of the season. But uh, it'll be a good one this week. He's got Calderon at BU tomorrow night, so – that that should be yeah uh, that's that's another one i'll be paying attention uh, to that's you know. yeah that's gonna be I, it's always fun to watch the the big matchups it's always fun and it's also more fun when they're your guys um but that's you know tyler is has been hit with a lot of speed and and nick is just happy to just smash the ball into the ground and play it play it at his pace so yep. it'll be fun, it's gonna be fun to watch yeah yeah they got bu dartmouth brown quinnipiac and then harvard um so they got some you know yale still got some really good face-off matchups coming up so um, and the so, other funny part of it about the Yale thing too is that they have like several all-American world-class face-off guys behind Nick. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got you got James Ball, you got the number 37 kid who people were like, that's gonna be their starter this year. Matt Rodriguez. Um, yeah, yeah, he's Matt a, Rodriguez. yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a as tough as they come. He's yeah. very dynamic. He stepped um, in and had a couple of good games so far this season, too. Yeah, right? yeah. He's been a nice secondary. Um, and I'm looking forward to James Ball getting healthy and, and getting out there and getting some reps. You know, that's a guy we've that's another true. guy who we've known for a million yeah. years. And you I, know, I, I talked with Greg as anybody. Remember how dominant he was in high school? Like he was just—he was a beast, man. And that's—he oh, was untouchable. He was yeah, untouchable. He was untouchable. He was. Um, let's talk about Penn real quick. Another North Jersey guy that Jamie. Yep. I always call him Zuzi, but it's Zuzai. Uh, you know what? I I misspelled his know? name on his on <laughs> I misspelled his name on the national showcase jersey, and I still don't know what, okay. what the right of it is. Zuzi, it's it's, it's Z U S it's Z U S I. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He he will never tell me how to pronounce it because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> Well, I mean, Zuzi, he kind of started the season a little slow. Um, you know, he struggled again with, with Riley at Georgetown, which most people mm-hmm. do. Uh, you know, he started out, he had to play Georgetown and Duke like the first two games of the season. So mm-hmm. not a, you know, uh, kind of a, you know, not, not, that would be tough for anybody. But then he started, you know, 7 of 13 against Penn State, a little under 50 against Nova. And then the past three weeks is when we've really seen Zuzi like step up. He's played Princeton. Cornell and Yale and he split with Sandoval at Princeton 15 of 30 Cornell he was 21 of 29 like another monster game against Cornell um and then he was 10 of 23 against Yale so what have you seen from Zuzi that's impressed you so far this season I I think we've seen just spurts of his potential um I know I love Jamie Death he's a bit of a head case so he'll be the first guy to tell you that um you know Jamie just needs to kind of settle into his skill set trust his god-given athletic ability and just run guys down um and he definitely did that versus princeton he he stole back a couple gbs that got a little far um versus cornell he absolutely iced um that entire unit uh pretty sure he he get yeah it was probably he probably could have done better than 72 percent. i think he botched a couple gbs and then versus yale that was uh him and nick those are two guys i see weekly over the summer who, you know, that's, that's like fighting with your, with with your brother in the bunk beds. It's, you know, any given, any given, uh, any given Sunday there, but you know, Yale definitely uh, picked up a couple of GDs that got away from him. Coach, 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 buddy. Um, Penn, Penn, I, 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 my 
prediction is I think Penn's going to win the Ivy League. Um, they're just loaded to the gills offensively, and I really like watching that team a lot. But, you know, they have all, you know, Brown, Harvard, Dartmouth, and then they, they actually play St. Joe's. They play Zach Cole and St. Joe's second to last game of the season. That'll be hmm. a fun one. Um, be, that's one. That's one to circle. Definitely. Definitely. So we'll see. Um, how about Corn? Let's talk Cornell real quick. Petrakis, another guy, you know, another New York guy you know pretty well. Started the season out extremely hot, but he's kind of come back down to life um, these past couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's not 95, you know, it's 47% as of right now on the season, you know, 95 of 203. You know, he, he, he split with Sisselberger uh, first game of the season, right? If you, if you recall that game, eight of 16. And then he was um, 17 to 28 against Hobart, did, you know, then over 50 against Ohio State, then Penn State. I mean, he was hot. And then, um, He's played all Ivy League teams since, and three of 14 against Yale, nine of 23 against Penn, 12 of 27 against, uh, well, it's not Ivy League, but Colgate. Um, and, it's, and then this past game, I actually really want to watch this game. I'm going to watch this one too, the Dartmouth-Cornell game. He was a little under 50, six of 15. So um, what, what have you seen from Petrakis so far this year that uh, has impressed? You know, Petrakis is probably – top three or four heavy clampers in the country um, by, by heavy clamper. I mean, he wants a hundred percent of that ball, like the good old days. Yep. Um, but he ran into two guys who just happened to be higher on the list than him between Mike Sisselberger and uh, Yale. And then uh, at Penn, Jamie just raked on him the entire time. Jamie was going bottom rail, pulling the ball out from underneath his heavy clamp. And that's basically the kryptonite for any guy who plays like that. And again, um, Angelo also has that that goofy stance, quote unquote, um, yes. where his where his left foot is back. That plays into any bottom rail you go against because you're pushing further up the field as opposed to down the line over the ball, and that just makes your right hand much weaker as you're pushing down the line if you get a little bit overextended. So, um, again, I think he can roll with just about anybody in the country on his heavy clamps, unless you're running into a Mike Sisselberger or a Nick Ramsey who are just you know to the okay. best in the class. How about this one? So he's got Harvard this week, but then the following week you've got Syracuse. So Syracuse, FOP versus Petrakis, that should be a uh, a very fun one to watch. Yeah, it's going to be just can can he get that top rail down before FOP kind of just uses that bottom rail to, to plug that ball into that uh, CEO he's using and then pull it out to the left. Um, you know, so that'd be fun to see. Yeah, well, you know, I, I predict, you know, Petrakis will start heating up, you know. Um, he's got Harvard this week, so uh, let's move right into Harvard, actually, because Harvard's one of those teams where it's like they have a guy, you know, that Cucciarello who they've been rolling out. But really, I mean, you want to talk about um, the way that the, uh, the way Corrigan over at Harvard's been using, you know, his unit, you know, just getting the wings involved and, you know, they're, they're 42% on the season right now. And they've worked, you know, they've worked for every single win that they've had. Um, mm -hmm. You want to talk about just a unit kind of in sync, just battling, you know, just going to war every week. I mean, that's been Harvard. Um, that BU game uh, specifically, um, if you haven't seen that game on the YouTube, on the YouTube channel, definitely go watch the BU versus Harvard game. Um, they, they played out of their minds against Calderon that, that night. So um, what, do you know Cucciarello? This, 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 yeah. Yeah. He, he was a – I remember he was a highly, highly, highly ranked recruit coming out of high school at Smithtown East. But um, it's good to see him kind of playing hard his senior year. 
Yeah, and again, like it's not like he's got like a lot of cakewalks. I mean, you got a uh, you know, you got Ohio State, you got Michigan, you got Brown, you got Boston, Dartmouth, like and a and a and a very good Colgate unit. I mean, his only quote unquote easy game um, might have been NJIT, and even those guys are much yeah, you know that's that, 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 that yeah that's that's not an easy face off game. Um, it's you know I know people you know circle that team as a win, but you know uh, for face offs that, that's a guy standing in front of you. Yep. You can't run away from him in any given day. So, I mean, versus Fairfield, you know, he, he's got a point fifteen, uh, a bunch of GBs, um, you know, versus Michigan, versus very good Michigan unit. He's just shy under 40%, um, you know, nine for 23. Um, Brown, he he, uh, he had a tough day, um, but Matt Gunty is, is, best in, is one of the best in class when, he, when he's on um, and is extremely scrappy. Yeah, um, and then, those teams too, Jerry, were like, you know, they're not afraid to just like not even clamp, right? Like Cucciarella just no, yeah. times he just goes right into his counters. I mean, immediately. And he just doesn't even care, you know. And they're not afraid to, you know, give other guys reps too. Sometimes, you know, um, that can mess with a guy. But if you're okay getting spelled for a couple, you know, uh, this weekend he was uh Cucciarella took uh 12 and um uh, Andrew DeGenero uh, took uh, three and Kyle Massimilian took two. You know, if you're able to take a break and put out some fresh legs, that may be a fresh look that can really, you know, uh, throw a wrench in the gears of another team. And, and Harvard's been great with that. And also that, that they play that water dogs kind of unit style, right? Three yes. guys come in yes, that's a great there, and, and they're mucking it up. Yeah, totally. That's a great comparison. Um, you know, and Harvard's a team that kind of has been a little bit disrespected as far as like the preseason rankings go. Like, you know, it was always Yale, Penn, mm -hmm. Princeton. Everybody talks about those three teams. And Harvard, I feel like they've been taking it a little personally. And, you know, they're they're playing really well this season. Um, so they, they have all Ivy League games, you know, to, to finish out the year here. They got Cornell this week, Penn, then Princeton, then Yale. So you know, some heavyweight, some heavyweight matchups coming yeah. up. So we'll see if Harvard can, can hold their own against some of these studs. Yeah. And I think that leaves us with um, Brown and Dartmouth. Yeah. 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 I mean, Dartmouth, I, you know, real quick Dartmouth. I love Mitch. Meyer. I think he's highly underrated in the, in the um, Ivy league right now. He's a big, strong kid from Huntington beach, California. Um, mm -hmm. Struggled a little bit against Ohio state, but you know, he was, Actually, he was 10 of, yeah, he was 10 of 16 against Cornell last week, which is impressive. I mean, to go over 50 against anybody in the Ivy League is impressive, but Cornell, you know, against Petrakis and Cornell, that's no easy feat. So, uh, and then he was 14 of 29 against Harvard. So Mitchell Myers is a kid who he definitely, I think, definitely commands some respect right now. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, I think Dartmouth is on the is on the come up after you know, kind of laying yeah. dormant for a few years. And I think he's kind of that spark, again, spark, yeah, yeah. Yep. that spark plug that they needed. Um, you know, he's got you know, he's got a couple heavy hitters here. Yeah, with thirty five percent for Sanasio, but Nasio's on the you know the Torton list. Yeah. Um, you know, just had a big game versus Cornell. Um, you know, he was over 50% versus Bryant and people think very highly of the, uh, the Bryant good. unit. Yep. Um, yep. so, and, and uh, honestly, he was eight for 18 versus Tommy Burke. Tommy he was Burke. on the all American list. I mean, that's, if you win, if you win one more, you're at 50%. That's, you know, yeah. that's, yeah, he did well. He battled um, him. And, and I remember Tommy Burke had zero ground balls in that game too, which was, I which mean, is, so that's, even, that's a big stat. That's, that's a, a big huge, stat versus Tommy. Huge stat. So, um, that was about. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Dartmouth will be a lot of fun. I, I predict Mitch Mitch Myers is going to hold his own. He's got 
last three games, last four games of the season is Yale, Princeton, Penn, and Brown. And he's got Stony Brook this week, uh, I think mm. tomorrow night. So that'll be him versus Renz will be a fun one. So, uh, and then we'll wrap up with Brown here. Brown, Matt Gunty, another, I think he, you know, he won that, the national showcase a bunch of years ago. Yep. So you know him well, you know, you go down to Maryland a lot to, to train those guys. So um, what are your thoughts on Gunty so far this season? Yeah, Matt's always been like, uh, he, he's a hockey, he's a captain of his hockey team in high school. They were national cha- or state championships many times. Um, he's just a hockey tough kid. Doesn't matter what size he, you, you know, he's not exactly physically imposing when you look at him. Um, but he's, he's an absolute, you know, if I could have an army of, uh, of Matt Gunty's in the foxhole, like, you know, I'm going to war every day. He's, he's like just a, a tough kid, man. He takes just these, like these all, like when he, when he pushes one forward, I mean, he gets crushed and he just, gets, Oh, he's, like, right he gets up. buried and pops right up. Yeah. He's, he's, he's tough as nails. Um, and it's just a super hard worker. Um, calls me every week just to kind of, you know, bounce some ideas off me as far as game planning. Um, you know had a huge game versus the Quinnipiac unit, you know, that they're, there's a very good unit over there. He was 65%. Yep. And he, and he got, uh, he got humbled versus Tucci who, you know, played to basically his weakness, which was just using that bottom rail where Tucci or sorry, where at the beginning of the year, uh, Gunty was kind of throwing that left hand, you know, like he was on a knee still and we kind of got him back to where he needed to be. Then he had a good game versus uh, Tommy Burke again. I think Tommy's a good, uh, like one of the best benchmarks you could possibly have. Yeah. Um, you know, 12 to 25 there. Villanova, again, another super scrappy unit. Um, just a, just a hair under 50%. Yep. Pro- Providence, much improved unit. Then he smashes Harvard with 85%. Again, every ground ball you get versus Harvard, you're going to wear it. And, you know, he, he certainly got beat up that game. UMass versus Caleb Hammett. I think he actually uh, benched Caleb in the first. Uh, then Caleb, Caleb came of, back out. And, yeah, I think that was one of Caleb's, like, kind of, slowest games believe it or not yeah um and again like gunty is 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 as good as anybody is out there you know he's he's getting very comfortable putting the ball uh between his legs like we saw this weekend with princeton was that he wasn't trying to let tyler get to use his athleticism to his advantage so he just put the ball behind him and and made tyler have to run around him and by then he already had the ball so i think the future's super bright for matt gunty now that he's kind of you know settling into his his adjusted stance and adjusted technique um and you know brown is a fun team to watch play i mean uh, they 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 play a beautiful game across yeah i listen i mean it's gonna be a lot of fun this ivy league tournament i have no i i my prediction i think penn kind of takes it but i I could be completely wrong but i mean man is it's really gonna rely on you know possessions no matter who it seems like every every game could be a nail biter and you need the ball so i i don't I don't know who I'd take right now. I I, I love Ramsey. I think he's a he's a beast. But Sandoval, any of these guys could heat up in a couple of weeks. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be super interesting to see who really kind of runs away with it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm of I'm of the mindset right now that like you may see one guy pop for like a huge day, but then he'll get brought right back down by somebody else. It's just gonna yeah. be that uh that that uh, the Ivies are just gonna eat each other, and everybody else just thanks God that they don't have to play more than once. It'd be fun to see one or two of them in the, uh, you know, you know, uh, Memorial Day weekend as well in the, in the final four. That would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think I think the Ivies, I mean, granted, you know, they were off for an entire year, but I think the Ivies are just playing hunger than everybody else this year. And they're going to yeah. I think they'll get I think they'll get an extra bid to the tournament. And, you yeah, know, and one or two of those guys is going deep. Yeah, I love it, man. I, well, hey, that was fun. Um, let's uh, real quick before I let you go. 
couple of good games coming up this weekend, you know, even in the next couple of weeks. What what are you looking forward to this weekend? Which games, uh, any games in particular that you'll, uh, you know, I know, I, you know, if you follow Jerry, he'll have like four or five screens going on at once, you know, at, at his house. So which games are you going to have on the screens this weekend? They could make my life so much easier if they just gave me picture in picture. Like you yeah. just put four oh. games up on the same screen, my, my life would be much easier. Um, I think the, I think just watching the, uh, the, 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 um, uh, Sandoval Calderon game is the one that's that's sticking out the most to me because I'm just watching those guys kill each other for so long in Long Island. Um, you know, it's going to be cool to see them now that they, you know, had some time apart and they're at their their new respective schools, and it's a big game. Yeah, and then I think Mitch Myers and and Ramsey at Yale, Dartmouth, yep. Dartmouth Yale will be good, and then Zach Cole uh, plays the Bryant guys. Um, yeah, so those those are the probably the three best um, the three best of the weekend in my opinion from a, a faceoff standpoint. Also, they just have to be great games. Um, but those are you know I can't see further than you know a foot in front of my face nowadays with just how busy everything is. So and then you got that's UVA, about as far as I want. Two yep, UV, yep. UVA and UNC that'll be camp camp miss as yep. well. So um, all right, man. Listen, I really appreciate you hopping on. Uh, let's try to connect, you know, as we get a little bit closer to the NCAA tournament, I'd love to, uh, get you back on and get your thoughts on, on, you know, all these guys that we're watching. Tremendous. John, thanks for having me on, buddy. We'll talk soon. You got it. Have a good one. Buddy. All right. So that's a wrap on this episode. Really want to thank my guest, Jerry Raganese, for hopping on today. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll get him on again as we get a little bit closer to the NCAA tournament. I'll try to do a better job of putting together some episodes from now till Memorial Day weekend. Get a couple more guests on here. We got a lot to, still a lot of season left. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. So go give the Face Off Zone YouTube channel a subscribe. Go check out some of the games that I've already posted. I'll be posting a lot more from this past weekend this week. And until next time, my friends, I will see all of you in the zone. <laughs>